Welcome y'all to the Osage County, Oklahoma podcast. We promise to keep it entertaining and we guarantee the smiles are always free. I'm your host, Kelly Bland, and I can't wait for you to meet the guest we have today. Let's get started. All right. Are you ready to do a podcast? I'm ready. This is Kelly Bland with Osage County Tourism, and we're doing the Osage Knit podcast. And I tell you what, as I pulled up today, I thought, what a privilege to walk into this office. I get to visit with a music icon today, Mr. Jim Halsey. Jim, thank you for having me in your office today. Hey, Kelly, welcome to our office. The office is more like a museum. And although we use it as an office, but we have all of this collection of archival memorabilia that we've collected over 70 years wow. of music and entertainment business. And uh, we'll give you a tour after a while. All right. I'm, I'll be looking forward to that. Let's turn back the clock a little bit because you just told me a minute ago that you've been in this business for 70 years. Celebrating my 70 years this year. Wow. A lot has changed in 70 years, so take our listeners back to the young Jim Halsey. What brought you into the music business? How did it all begin? Well, in high school, my senior year, I read a book called Impresario by the great impresario Saul Hurok, who's the one that brought all the ballet companies to America from the Soviet Union and and he was always having some big show at the Metropolitan or Carnegie Hall. And uh, I thought, boy, that's a really a glamorous life. I lived in Independence, Kansas, okay. which is about 80 miles north of our office here in Tulsa. And so we have a great auditorium and a great theater there. And I started bringing shows in. Now, this is between high school graduation and my college. I was going to the Independence Community College. And the first show I brought in, which was in October of 1949, was Leon McAuliffe and his Western Swing Band from Tulsa. He had a very popular band, much like Bob Wills and Hank Thompson and that at that time. And he played on KVOO radio every day. Um, so my first date with him was successful, and I started promoting as as an 18, 19 year old. Oh my and, goodness. And I just stayed with it and promoted more shows and more events and became involved with, with an artist by the name of Hank Thompson. Mm -hmm. I promoted his shows and eventually, December of 1951, Hank called me and said, Jim, uh, I'd like for you to do all of my business. Will you take care of being my manager and agent for everything that I do? And that's when I started. Well, I started promoting, but that was my entry into the management and the booking agency business. Okay, I've got a couple questions for you. What were you majoring in as that young boy in college? Ahead of well, well, music and uh, marketing, uh, they call it salesmanship back then. Oh, yeah. But my family had a department store in Independence, Kansas, Halsey Brothers Department Store. So I wasn't going to go in the store, but I grew up around selling and marketing and special events and, and that. And so that was my interest at that time. And I, I was a, an enthusiastic music person. 
So I knew there was some kind of business in there for me. I didn't know it was going to be on a worldwide basis mm -hmm. like it turned out to be. But I knew somewhere along the line I was going to become involved in music and entertainment as a business, as my livelihood. Oh my I thought maybe at first I was going to be a player. I was a saxophone player, but never that good. Oh, wow. So when you got your first venue and you're promoting your first event and you're this young, young man, were you nervous about it? Was it an immediate success? Was it, how did it go the first event? Well, I wasn't nervous about it. I didn't want to be a success for a failure. But, you know, um, it happened to be successful, which I'm thankful for. But it wouldn't have changed my uh, my course in it all because failure is just part of living and growing and learning. But it, I was very fortunate that I had done everything right. I'd done all the promotion. I learned it from the, my family in the store. You know, we're selling merchandise. You have to have good merchandise. You have to be able to reach your public that's interested in buying it mm -hmm. and find out between that point and the point of selling how to get there. So I did. I used radio and newspapers and and postcards and uh, posters and word of mouth and and I covered the territory good. I'm I'm proud to say. And I think I dare to say the music industry has never been the same since. <laughs> well, I haven't been anyway. <laughs> All right. So Roy Clark, I know you said Hank Thompson. What are some other uh, famous? Well, you know, there's kind of. With? kind of a thread that runs through all of that because from Leon and I started Leon McAuliffe I started promoting other shows and I did ice shows and big bands and circuses and wrestling and oh and I, I did every kind of promotion uh, classical concerts and it's all the same it's all about your sales and marketing right. that's what my life was really about sales and marketing in the arts and music so from Hank Thompson I met Wanda Jackson. She was a student at high school in uh, Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. Hank was doing a television show, which we arranged. We just looked at a piece. We have time. I'm going to show you a piece of uh, 1952 video that we had converted from Kinescope of Hank Thompson. It, it'd just be a minute or so. Oh but that's so rare to see something like that. Wanda Jackson came on his show as a 16 or 17 year old high school student and then we started working with her and she became a viable interest in the music business and she introduced me to Roy Clark in, in 1959 as we were getting ready to go into Las Vegas with her she said I've heard this fantastic guitar player who's going to lead my band well, I just didn't realize how fantastic he was. That was Roy Clark. He was he was great even back then before he was a well-known personality. Then that started my agency. I had those three, and it became a real um, entity in the music and entertainment business. Oh but And then from there, you know, we started, in, and eventually we were up in, uh, for two decades, we were the largest country music agency in the world. And we always had like 40 or 42 stars that we represented. Not artists, stars. Tammy Wynette's and Merle Haggard's and, and uh, Willie Nelson's and Dwight Yoakam's and people like that. Oh my goodness gracious. 
<laughs> that's that's stunning. To I me. say Willie Nelson because everybody thinks all that's been with me has been such a great success. I was a failure with Willie Nelson, and this is back in the nineteen early nineteen sixties, and I was mesmerized by his talent and his songwriting and his performance and his impeccable singing and phrasing. I had not heard anybody even like him other than Frank Sinatra. Nobody knew him. He, he was a good songwriter, had written crazy and things like that. Mm -hmm. I could not become successful with him. We worked together for maybe three to four months, and finally I, I, we met and I said, Willie, I'm just not able to get things off the ground like they feel that uh, we should. But at least for three or four months, I had the honor of representing Willie Nelson. So everything that you touch or do is not successful. Willie was one that that I couldn't, uh, couldn't I do. I plant seeds there. Yeah, right. Oh, my. So out of them all... Did you recognize just, was there a characteristics that Always. you see? What does that look like that to know that you've got it? It's all about energy. Okay. And the energy can be very subtle. It can be on stage or off stage. But it's your ability or the artist's ability to connect with an audience. And some people uh, are magic with that. And maybe you don't know really what it is. Maybe it's a twinkle in the eye or a glitch in the voice or a sparkle of a connection that that performer has on stage or off with somebody else. So you could see it. You could see the magic. Well, I've been very fortunate. I, I recognize that in, mm -hmm. in different people. And that's what it takes to become a star. You're going to have that different... Uh, different access to energy that you can portray that either on stage or off but yet connect with other people right to me everything's about energy you know it's uh, mine yours the artist and how that's all put together well i tell you what i'm sitting here and i'm looking out there at your gold and platinum records on the wall okay. and i'm looking at naomi and winona judd okay well, they had a very special uh, talent, and when they came into my office in Nashville in the early 1980s, this was maybe 82, 83, and uh, they were looking for an agent. And my receptionist said, well, leave your demo, and Mr. Halsey will listen to it, and if he likes it, he'll get back to you. And they said, well, what's a demo? And he said, well, that's your, your songs that you, you've written or you're singing on the tape or a disc. That he, he said, well, we don't have that. So we don't need that. We've got a guitar in the car. They went out to the guitar, brought, their, brought it in, and started doing an impromptu concert in my office. Were you but, actually in your office? Could you hear him? No, I couldn't, but all my agents could. Uh -huh. And, you know, by everybody sticking their head out and listening to that. So we got, they said, you got to listen to these cows, which we did. And we signed them. And this was before they had ever had uh, a record released. or So we worked them, with them from the very beginning of their career.
up until we sold the agency in 1990. So we worked with them about 10 years. And, and they were delightful people to work with. Uh, always had that magic, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Everybody loved them. Well, talking about energy, I'm writing a book now about the various people and things that I've met that I've been impressed with. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I spent a lot of time with them or even knew them. But I've had the privilege to meet so many people and some people I've had just amazing energy, that connection there that uh, I was, I'm writing one now about my meeting with Orson Welles. And we were backstage, uh, we were doing Merv Griffin's show with Minnie Pearl, I think it was. And he was on the show as well too. Now this was later on in his uh, career, he didn't really have a career then. But he was in a wheelchair and he was enormously obese. And for some reason or another, his helper had left. And it's just me and Orson Welles in a room alone. He had such a commanding voice and resonance and personality. I can feel it today. That's 40, 50 years ago. I can still feel that today. And remember that 30-minute time that I spent with Orson Welles. No, we didn't represent him. I had no connection with him at all. But I gathered that energy from him. And all these people that I've represented, like a Dwight Yoakam, that has a certain mystique and a magic to him. Minnie Pearl, one of my favorite clients, she had the most interesting and wonderful, wholesome energy. Mm -hmm. But if she come in, came into a room, um, even not dressed as Minnie Pearl, she would light up the room because she had that sparkle and that zest and that energy. So that's the fun and the excitement about being in this business is the fact that you get to connect with people like that. And that's what I look for. Right. So did Minnie Pearl, when she walked in and she wasn't doing her hee-haw and wasn't dressed as Minnie Pearl, did she, howdy? <laughs> she would because everybody would ask her to do it. <laughs> Well, they would mimic her and say that to her. So, yeah, we represented her for 26 years. Wow. Well, from Hee Haw to the Las Vegas Strip, that's quite a difference between uh, environments, you would think. So, country music on the Las Vegas Strip, did you pioneer that? Well, we did. We were the first ones to take country music to the major uh, casino hotels there and because they didn't think it would work they said well country music is okay downtown Las Vegas but not out here at these swanky showrooms and that and I said you know it's the same people that are going out there that are from Tulsa and Oklahoma City and Wichita Kansas as every place else so finally I, I had a friend there his name was Walter Kane and he was uh, a mentor of mine, and he was quite elderly at the time. And he represented all of the Howard Hughes hotels, oh, wow. which were six of them. And I worked with him, and uh, I, I have a long history with him and the story. It's a book in itself. But finally, through some circumstance, I got a chance to put an act in one of their hotels on the strip. And actually, it was Roy Clark. And I write about it in, in one of my books because 
were playing with Roy at the Landmark Hotel, which wasn't on the strip. Okay. And Walter Kane is there. It was a huge hotel. And he gets a phone call. We're sitting in his booth, Walter Kane's booth. He said, oh, my gosh. What are we going to do? And he just turned ashen. I said, Mr. Kane, what's wrong? He said, well, we're at the Frontier Hotel. Robert Goulet is opening tonight. They've already had the opening act, and he's become sick and ill mm-hmm. and can't go on. He said, we're going to have to refund all the money and, and you know, bad press. And all. I said, well, let's take Roy over there and let him do the show. And he said, well, how are we going to do that? I said, you have the limo waiting backstage here at the Landmark. We won't even talk to him. We'll just push him in that limo, take him to, <laughs> take him to three blocks to the uh, frontier and push him on stage. And that's the way Roy Clark started his Las Vegas big-time career. And me, too. Oh, my goodness. The strip. So it worked. So it's good that Robert Goulet got sick that one night. Oh, I'm sorry for him. <laughs> but it was good for us. Out of all your artists that you've uh, promoted and been an agent for and come to know, put you on spot, do you have a favorite? No. Because each one of them had their own personality. I'll say this. I never represented anybody I didn't like or respect. That sounds a lot like something Will Rogers might say. <laughs> never met a man I didn't like. Well, it's, it's true. Well, I met men I didn't like, but I didn't spend any time with them. There you go. (laughs) But the Oak Ridge Boys and Roy Clark, I guess I worked the longest with. And uh, I've been managing the Oak Ridge Boys for 45 years. Oh, my goodness. And uh, and Roy Clark, you know, for almost 60 years. And Roy passed in this last November. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So... And Hank Thompson, who was my original big dime guy, the guy that took me to uh, introduce me to other players and other people in the business, and really started my career. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Roy Clark. I've met Barbara, mm-hmm. and Barbara has put her name, and I know you know this, on uh, events up in Osage County, right. rodeo events with the American Therapeutic Riding right. Association. And now I hear that you have kind of teamed up somewhat with Barbara Jakes in Pahuska with her Piercero promotions she's wanting to do and bring some entertainment into Pahuska to the Constantine Theater. Right. So can you tell us a little bit about what that's going to look like? Well, I think Pahuska is one of those places where there's energy. Uh-huh. Like, like people have energy, locations have energy. Tulsa has, Pahuska has, Taos, New Mexico, Sedona. Pahuska's always had that energy. And sometimes it's been negative and sometimes it's been positive. And Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. Scorsese is doing a, a movie about the tragedies that happen up there. But but beyond that, it's, it's a very magical place. And part of it, it all boils down, always, wherever it is, to the Mother Earth. And that's where all we get all of our energy from. So Pahuska, I started when I was a young promoter. And I worked with a a young man by the name of Woody Winton in Pahuska that had a hall that he used called Whiting Hall. Bob Wills used to play there. That's right, and Hank Thompson and everybody else. 
And uh, so it's always had a warm spot, and I've always enjoyed going there. And with the uh, the pioneer woman who has focused a lot of attention and exerting a lot of energy herself, Larea, we thought, you know, it would be a good time to bring some entertainment back there because when people go there, we think that the entertainment would be well-received. Yeah, Much like in Branson, Missouri, you know, it's people want to do something else after they eat a great meal yeah. at the mercantile and, and shop in the, the Piercero store. How about going to see a show? So there's a young man that we has that energy that we work with, Kyle Dillingham. Kyle Dillingham is the most exceptional fiddle violin player I've ever heard in my life. He's one of those people that I compare to Roy Clark in talent of his musical talent. Plus he's a good guy, he's a songwriter, and he's a magnificent entertainer. So we kind of concocted the idea of why don't we start a uh, a regular type of show in Pahuska? Maybe we try it once a month, and then well, hopefully it'll be something you could do once a week, like a, a Grand Ole Opry type of thing. Well, we've tried to decide on a good name that would kind of fit all all areas and all people, and we're calling it Kyle Dillingham's Roundup. Kyle Dillingham's Roundup. I like that. Yeah, we do too, and I think it covers every aspect of whatever we're going to be doing there. All right. Sounds like a good thing. So we're going to do that December 27 and 28. We're doing two shows, afternoon and evening, 27, 28. Each day, afternoon and evening, mm-hmm. each day. And Kyle will be there with his, not just himself, but his group, and we'll, we'll uh, entertain. And hopefully from all the people that come into Pasca, it gives them a little broader perspective of what's going on mm-hmm. in, in uh, this part of the country. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. It, it is to me. Yeah, I, I love to be involved with that. Yeah. Well, um, so you heard it here first on Osage Knit on the podcast. It'll be a great weekend to come up to Osage County, Pahuska in particular. Get yourself a room. Spend the weekend. You'll be in for some entertainment. Then to Pearsell and see their fine store. There you go. Shop Pearsell mm-hmm. at the Pioneer Woman Mercantile. Oh, yeah. We do that. My wife and I love to go up there. Yeah. Mr. Halsey, thank you so much for being involved in Osage County and for your time today. And we can't wait to see what comes of this and and, and Kyle Dillingham being at the Constantine. We're greatly looking forward to it. Yeah, that's a great old theater. That's one of the rare theaters. Oklahoma's got about five or six of those iconic theaters. And that happens to be one of them. And, and hope we can bring some energetic uh, life to to that area and time soon they're in there. Betcha. Well, thank you so much for today, and we'll be seeing you in Pahuska in December. Oh, it's my honor. Thank you. All right. There you go. Now that was my kind of fun. I hope you make plans to come see us soon in Osage County, Oklahoma. You can follow us on Facebook and look us up on the web at visittheosage.com. And this is Kelly Bland signing off from Osage County, Oklahoma, where the smiles are always free.